Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we're back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Well, we have a returning guest, an incredible guest, a guest who last year made some incredible predictions. If you listen to our 2021 predictions episode, Natalie Lucia Anderson is here. She's going to be with us. And guess what we're doing? 2022 predictions. Yes. With an accuracy rate as high as hers, I want her to be on every year. And oh, just wait till you hear what, about what she got right. You're going to be wanting to take notes, people. Let me tell you. But first, before we talk to her, I need you to do something for me. Go to bluecobracbd.com. That's blue cobracbd.com and there you will find the highest quality cbd oil on the market period blue cobra cbd oil it's absolutely amazing and there's no other product like it in the market period in the cbd marketplace why is that because the cbd is extracted from the hemp that is used in the oil using a proprietary extraction method called the HIT extraction method. This was developed by a man named Howard Hitt, friend of the show, AKA Big H. Him and his wife, Judy, are amazing people, and he developed this method of extraction that no other company has. Here's the best part. There's no chemicals. There's no solvents. There's no gases. There's nothing unnatural involved in the extraction process for this product. And what's coming down the pike in regards to Blue Cobra CBD is absolutely stunning. The product development, the R&D, the pet products that are coming it's a whole new world just around the corner. So definitely stay posted. And when you go to order this amazing product, I don't know how you could not order it, but when you go to order, there is a blue Cobra CBD midnight on earth discount code. And when you plug that into the discount code box at checkout, you get free shipping anywhere in the continental 48 United States. Sorry, Alaska, Hawaii, and everywhere else in the world that isn't the Continental 48. However, you are able to get this product. So please look into it, international listeners. Of course, check your country's current laws in regards to CBD. If you need help, call Howard directly. His number's on the website. Email him at bluecobracbd at gmail.com. And of course, the discount code again is M-I-D-C-B-D. M-I-D-C-B-D. Very simple. Very easy to remember. And there is a money back guarantee 
on every purchase, including shipping. If you don't like the product, keep the product. You get your money back, including the shipping, if you had to pay it. Every day in the morning, I take Blue Cobra CBD oil. I put it in my morning shake, or lately I've been just taking it raw, just like dropper full straight down the gullets. And it's amazing. Coats the throat. It feels really good. It contributes to the entourage effect. You know, you smoke cannabis with THC like I do. And you take the blue cover CBD oil and there's a symbiotic effect between the THC and the CBD that has been labeled not by me as the entourage effect. So there's so many benefits to this product, the health benefits. You can put it on your body. You could put it in your body. It's 100% organic. It's 100% Oregon grown hemp that's used in this product. So please check out this company. Check out Howard's creation, the hit extraction method, bluecobracbd.com. That's bluecobracbd.com. And when you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. If you follow us there, it goes in your feed. The algorithm picks us up. It shares us the rest of the world, the guests, these predictions, all the other guests. It just gets out there more Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click the button that connects us. So, you know, when a new episode debuts and, you're just right there. You're a current with the pulse of midnight on earth. And of course, the most important thing, I say this every episode, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts that would like to know about what's coming for 2022, because I'm telling you, Natalie's going to tell you, tell that person about this place, midnightonearth.com. Okay, we got the social media shout out out of the way and Natalie is here, but I want to read her bio. So here's her bio. Natalie Lucia Anderson is a certified and advanced psychic medium residing in Suffern, New York. She's certified through the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. Natalie enjoys time with her family, including her lovable dogs and cats, as she is an animal communicator. This is we're going to talk about this. And she says you cannot leave her home without some type of animal hair as a parting gift. Well, if I ever visit her, I want some animal hair. Natalie loves to laugh and smile as much as possible, and she believes that laughter is truly the best medicine. I agree. When spending time with Natalie, you will see how she truly finds spirituality and mediumship and honor and vocation. Her goal is to help those experiencing grief and loss to find happiness and laughter again. And I just want to cap this part off. This is from her website. Why did Natalie choose mediumship? This is so cool. While she believes that anyone can tune into the spirit world she says that through life experiences, lost tragedy, and miracles, she could no longer deny what she was experiencing. At a point in Natalie's life, she was so riddled with grief that she couldn't make sense of anything. Over time, she realized that she was seeing things, hearing things, and just knowing things. 
With this, she took her first mediumship course. After her teacher told her she has so much faith in her and in her ability, so she put it out there that now she needed a mentor. And not only did she find her first mentor, not her last, but she found her extended family. And with that said, her sole purpose is to give you the gift of knowing there is so much more to life than just living. Wow. I love that. That capstone to the statement. It's so beautiful. Thank you for being here, Natalie. Oh, I, I couldn't even express how excited I am to be here. So thank you for having me again. Well, you're back. You got so many things right last year and you have such an incredible story. So it's such an honor to have you back. I, I'm super excited about this, but let's refresh people's memory for people that didn't listen to that original episode. I believe it was episode 21 or 22. Go back and figure it out, people. Um <laughs> But let's refresh people's memory who did listen to that episode about how you got in touch with your gifts initially. Well, as a little girl, I always saw things, you know, and, but I never understood what it was. You know, I was scared. I was nervous. I couldn't sleep, all that stuff. But um, when I was pregnant with my middle child, unfortunately, I'm also a school teacher. I teach algebra high school. And uh, one of my students' life was taken. So she was murdered. Right. Nicely. And... Um, <clears throat> It was really, really tough on me. I held a lot of guilt, a lot of grief, a lot, just a lot of stuff. And then being pregnant on top of it, hormones were insane. Um, later on, she came to me in my dreams and she gave me a whole lecture about how I was a medium and how I would tell her in life, you know, don't give up. You have to work a little bit harder, but you could always succeed. And that's really what she said to me. Don't give up, work harder, you'll succeed. And it was really, I didn't want to disappoint her. So that was your first initial understanding. You had these gifts, you knew you had those in your life. You had to deal with this extreme tragedy of a student getting murdered. But then that student came to you and told you to activate your gifts. Yeah. You know, that was my, that was my, you know, how sometimes they say like people like, you know, have to put it right in your face where you can't deny it anymore. Yes. That's what I needed. You know, I needed it where I couldn't deny it anymore. So then from there, you started training yourself. I started training through other people. Yes. <clears throat> so I, I got a trainer. Um, and I stress that only because I think that I am the way I am and I work the way I am because of all the training I've had. So you'll, you'll notice the way I speak or the way I share information. I don't just throw things out. I feel it before I open my mouth. I go through it because of the training. So I put it out there. You know, if I need a teacher, they need to come in front of me. If I need a mentor, they need to come in front of me because I could think of a thousand excuses to quit something. You know, it's so easy to quit, isn't it? It's so easy not to succeed, you know? So I would put it out in the universe. Well, you know what? If it's really meant to be, give me a mentor. If it's really meant to be, put a teacher or a course in front of me. And it was happening. Wow. So you would have these experiences where you would put that out there and then something would line up where it would just open that doorway for you. And it was insane. Something would line up and I would have availability in my calendar and I would have the finances to pay for it. And I would have like, it was just the weirdest thing. It was, there was no excuse that I could latch on to say, I can't do it because it's just not the right time. Or, you know, you know, we have a, I have a bag full of excuses not to do something. Right. <laughs> But you kept pursuing it. You definitely went for it. That's for sure. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, the training that you received from other people? So um, 
I, w- I did mentoring one-on-one for years. And then I decided that for me to feel like I was successful, I really needed to find a school that's, that's really respected. And that's where I went to Lisa Williams, who's a world-renowned psychic medium. And she's one of the kindest people ever. And she truly teaches beautifully. And I decided to go through her courses and get certified through her, which was a weekend of blind testing. Right. And talk about wanting to quit. Oh, my God. (laughs) I kind of remember you talking about that. It was very rigorous, right? Oh, it was so rigorous and it was so stressful. And like people were, you know, we didn't have masks then. So, you know, you could see everybody's face, but people were still like stoned because they were told no smiling, you know, no shaking your head. You can't give the psychic medium any information, whether they're spot on or whether they're off or whether you understand or whether you don't. And it was really hard to sit in front of all of these strangers reading after reading after reading after reading and not know, like, am I making the stuff up I'm getting? <laughs> you, you know, like, right. Cause scary. they're not giving you anything back. They're not giving you anything. And then after your reading time is up, you stand up, you say, thank you. And you walk out and then they have to fill out the paperwork to say what happened and they grade you. Oh man. And then you wait like two weeks before you get your results and you're sweating for two weeks. And then when you sit down, you know, like it's torture. You sit down to get your results and you say prayers even while you're listening, you know, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> like, please, you know. But for me, when I received that I had passed, for me, it meant the world. Because for me, I finally proved to myself that I am doing this. Right. The full commitment was there. And also I would say that those people that were uh, judging you were incredibly professional, powerful people. And you probably felt that as well. Right. And, and they didn't play games. They followed direct. Like, you know, like I said, I'm a teacher. Like I have to say my directions 15 times before my students actually listen to me, you know, and then five (laughs) minutes later, like, what do we do? You know, (laughs) like to work with adults who know exactly what's expected and follow the directions. I'm like, come on, someone, just wink at me, you know, give me a smile, something, you know, Louie's looking, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But they did such a good job. And it just, it really showed me that to persevere and to work through something that truly ignites your soul is worth it. Yes. You know, that's the thing. And then from there, you began your practice, I would say, right? You went Mm -hmm. out there and engaged with the world. Oh yeah. Engage with the world. I started, you know, I was doing private sessions and I do um, galleries, you know, mediumship demonstrations, which is in groups of people, which I, I absolutely love demonstrations. Really? Tell me about that a little bit, please. Demonstrations are where it's me and a group of like, let's say 50 to a hundred to 200 people. doesn't matter how many it is, but what it is, is that a lot of people get nervous for mediumship readings. Like, what am I going to expect? or psychic readings. If she's going to tell me when I'm going to die or she, you know, like they get so nervous. So a demonstration is where I have a group of people and I say, okay. And I connect with the spirit world. And I say, I have a father here and this is what's going on. And this is what it, and somebody says, Oh, I can understand my dad's on the other side and he was a sailor and, you know, and they understand the evidence I'm giving. But what people don't realize is as I'm giving this one person, the loving message from their father, There's tons of other people who have lost their fathers that are there as well that are listening to this and can feel their loved ones with them. 
So they get that feeling of healing, that feeling of love, that feeling of a loved one being around them at the same time. Because they get validated by the other person's experience, essentially. Because they get validated by the other person's experience and just the energy of a group of people being there together to support one another that have all experienced loss. It's just this feeling that's so indescribable. Wow. You, you, You know, I love it. I love it. You know, I it just and there's, there's laughter and there's tears and there, you know, it's just it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you have a bunch of people at the same time, you know, one on one. I only touch that one person. But if you give me an hour and a half of a group of 50 people or 100 people or 200 people, my goal, you may not get a reading because it's only seven minutes of demonstration to see what mediumship is life like. But um, you get that feeling. You get that that healing. You get that essence. You get what mediumship is all about. Right. And, I, and that's probably very fulfilling for you. I, I imagine. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the spirit world makes me say things and do things and talk a certain way. And it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's another dimension. It's another part of our existence that's been stifled. Some people would say because of religious persecution or just other power plays mm. in uh, society and history and governmental systems. But it has been suppressed, but it seems to be reawakening, right? People are getting more in tune with themselves now more than ever, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so grateful for it because people now, I think, are looking for answers that they couldn't look for before. And I think because of the internet and because of podcasts and because of social media, there are positive things out there. People are seeing more. Yes. So now they're curious. Right. So now they're looking into it and they could do it secretly. That's the other thing, you, you know, I could watch TikTok and look at a medium, do something and nobody has to know what I'm watching. Right. So it's, it's, it's just, it's so much more available now. Well, I know? know that when people have experiences that are personal and are real and they have a, a kind of a resonance with it, they want to share it with as many people as possible. They want to tell people how real it was. They want to tell people the effects of the experience. And with the way information is flowing with, like you said, social media and the various forms and also just the internet in general, the way it's flowing, it's just, it happens instantly. So the growth, the the interest, the just the general consciousness interest in these subjects is just growing exponentially. Which is beautiful. Yes. Which is beautiful. Yes. Because really it's a suppressed part of our human experience, right? We're just getting back to normal in a way. Yeah, I know. What, whatever normal is, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> just as a, as a human being though, right? Because we've, we've, we've lost touch with these gifts. You know, we really have. So we're bringing them back, right? You would say that everyone is psychic in their own way. Like if they train themselves, they could be psychic. Like we're all psychic. We're all psychic. Absolutely. Every medium is a psychic. Every psychic is not a medium. I just want to share that. So every medium that you meet is also psychic, but every person can be psychic. Every person can be a medium if they have that urge to want to learn. But if you think about it, when like you have that gut feeling of, oh my gosh, I shouldn't go down this road right now, or, oh my gosh, I should you know, I should give my mom a call and also all of a sudden your phone rings and it's your mom. Like that's that psychic connection. That's that energetic connection that you have, whether it's with the spirit world, whether it's with the person that you love that's around you, but there's a connection there. So everyone experiences it. We just say it's a gut feeling or it's, you know, we just change the wording of it. Right. But they, the hunch is another one, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. I had a hunch that this was going to happen, you know, or if you say like, I should have played those numbers and then the numbers come up, you know? <laughs> right. So we're all aware of it. We've just kind of put it in these little neat boxes. If we were really looking at it under a, a different lens, we would say, Hey, these are psychic experiences that you're using every single day and integrating as a part of your life. It's really Absolutely. wild how, how humans do that. We just kind of reclassify things and then suddenly there's something else. And they're more acceptable when we change it. We feel better about that too. That's the other thing, you know, it's not psychic. It's just a hunch I had, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a total fluke. It means nothing, <laughs> but how have you been? How have things been for you in the last year? Are things going well? Things are going well now. It's been a real uh, rude awakening. You know, I could talk about psychics. You know, I could tell everybody, you know, what I see. We have free will. I could say what I see for your future. And, you know, this is what we're looking at. This is how we're looking at. I want people to know that psychics really don't read themselves. Is it too, is it because it's just kind of like too much, you think? Or is it? I think we're too familiar with ourselves. And when we read something like, oh, well, that's what I wanted. So that's just me just thinking about it, you know, or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, so we get in our own way. Uh -huh. So it's interesting how we could help people understand their future with free will. I always say that I'll say it over and over again, because we do have free will. It's very important for people to understand that, but we could tell them what, what things or opportunities are going to be placed in front of them and they can make the choices of what they want or what they don't yet. With me the last year, I didn't know I was going to pick up and sell my house and move out and take my kids and my animals and move into my own place and be single and happy. I'm very happy. But what we did this last year, I had no idea. <laughs> like, wow. Well, congratulations. You know, it sounds like a big change you. for you. <laughs> it's a great change. Wow. It's a great change. So your but life, I, has, you've had a lot going on this year, it sounds yes, like. I have. I have. But it's all been great. It's all been wonderful. It's allowed me to grow, not only as a person, not only as a female, but as a psychic and a medium too. Because of what you've experienced. Yep. I've shed my skin. <laughs> so that's part people. of what you've learned from this experience, you would say, is, is some of that growth? Yes. Yep. Yep. Once I was able to be responsible for myself and acknowledge what I needed and stand in my power and kind of really say, you know what? The spirit world means a lot to me and people mean a lot to me and I want to make a difference and I want to change, but something's stopping me. Let me know what's stopping me. And when I saw blatantly what's stopping me and I had to make that change, I did it. Fearful. I want everyone to know that when there's change and you feel fear, it's not because it's wrong. It's probably because you need to tune into it and say, wait a minute, is this right and better for me? But it's just the unknown. Right. And it can be scary if you're locked into a pattern uh, with someone or a situation for so long that the habits don't want to change. It's not even really you. It's your subconscious. Absolutely. 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 And then you have to really unwork that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like relearning. It's like learning how to walk all over again. Well, I'm you glad know? you're in a good place. I'm glad you're loving life. And see, you look so happy and beautiful. You're glowing uh -huh. on Zoom right now. You're just glowing. People were on Zoom. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Are you still in Suffern, New York? I am. I'm okay. still in Suffern, New still York. Still in yep. Suffern, New York. Okay. So we're just on Zoom here. But yeah, you look really happy. You just oh, look like you. very, like you have an aura around you of just, of just this happiness and glowingness. Absolutely. 100%. I appreciate that. Wow. All right. Well, 
you know, we're here to do the predictions. Of course, you are now, I guess you're a resident uh, psychic, if that's okay. Uh, <laughs> until, I love it. <laughs> until you get tired of us, then you can uh, go to a bigger podcast or no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> when people find out how good you are, you know, you never know. Joe Rogan might be calling like, wait a second. <laughs> but um, let's talk about first. So we're going to do 2022 predictions, everyone, where Natalie is just going to talk about things that she feels could be coming and like she says free will is always there free will can change anything nothing set in stone and also some of these things could just be how things play out in different timelines it's just so there's so much going on and how and we're our understanding is so limited about how much is going on because of our just basic processing abilities then it's just it's mind-blowing you just can't wrap your head around it so there's just so much information happening but these predictions are what she's feeling herself, her intuition. That's what these things are telling her. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about last year's predictions, the 2021 predictions. And let me tell you people, I, I'm just going to say she called it on everything. Pretty much. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been pretty, pretty mind blowing and just like fascinating how accurate uh, these predictions are. So let's talk about the first one. Uh, last year you talked about COVID. Okay. This is what you said. You said there was going to be a break around springtime and into summer where everything was going to come back to normal for a minute. You called that totally called it. And then you said this, I mean, you should go back and listen to your episode. If you don't remember it's, it's you did really good. Then you said that there would be a second wind because people would kind of get lax for lack of a better term and a different strain would be the issue. The different strain of COVID she said would not be as deadly as the other strains. You totally called Delta and Omicron like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like, did you, do you remember saying that? I, actually, I don't remember what you remember saying the different strain. And you know what, when they say psychics or, or, you know, make predictions that maybe aren't correct or, or, you know, sure. that's one time where I probably wish I was incorrect. Ah! You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I mean, it's, it's hard because it's, it's so many people are suffering. We don't want, when we're talking about this, we don't want to minimize anybody's pain and people have lost someone from COVID. It's, it's a terrible situation, but yeah, it's, 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 it's what we're dealing with right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just to hear it and to talk about it and to think back in that time, which feels like so long ago, you know, it's, it's, it's the reason why I could say what I say is because it's not me saying it. It's me releasing and surrendering and allowing the spirit world to, to deliver whatever it is that they're sharing with me. I mean, does it shock you that you were that accurate? I mean, you literally called the secondary strains not being as deadly during the summer. Like you should really listen to it. I mean, does it shock <laughs> you? Is it, is it, it does shock me. I remember doing a reading for a friend of mine and her daughter was expecting, and this was before COVID had hit right before. And I said to her, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but you're not going to see your granddaughter for a period of time. And she got really upset. She's like, Oh my gosh, like is, is my daughter going to not let me see her? Like what's going to happen? And I was like, I don't know. And then COVID happened. Uh, 
So it's it's amazing how we receive things and it's not about us understanding, you know, who, what, when, why, how, but just delivering what we're receiving. So to say a new strain, I wasn't really understanding anything about, you know, the variants that would happen. I'm just delivering what I'm receiving. Well, you totally called it there. I, I, when I listened to that, I was like, oh my God, because they really weren't talking about these secondary strains as much, especially insofar as to saying that they're not as deadly and, and how the Delta and the Omicron have played out so far. Yeah, yeah. Now we just need it to just disappear. Well, we did talk about that, actually. And I think we both came to the conclusion in that previous episode that eventually it will pass. Uh, This is just some sort of effect that was created by some cause and something happened. But we're learning from it. We're growing from it as humans. It needed to happen for some reason. I agree. It did. It did. As tragic as as. Oh my gosh, the words can't even because it's just hit everyone in the world. There's no one that we could touch that they can say, oh no, it didn't affect me. That's not true. So there absolutely is a reason why the human race had to be awakened. I just feel for all the people that have suffered, but they're in a better place in a way. They graduated, you know, they did what they were here to do. You know, from what I understand, everything is perfect in the eyes of the divine. Everything's going exactly how it should be in the way that it should be. So I just feel for those that have suffered, but know that they are moving on in their spiritual experience as well. Yeah. I always tell people when we have loss, don't pray for the dead, pray for the living because they're the ones that are suffering. They're the ones that are grieving. They're the ones that are in pain, not the dead, the living need our prayers. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's, we often talk about how nice it would be to have a cell phone to call that dimension so you could get that verification directly. I think that's all people really need. And that's, uh, that's why I think you do such a great service to humanity because you are, uh, that's such a cheesy thing to say. You're like the cell phone into another dimension, (laughs) but uh, you know, but just having that connection and giving people that validation, it's so healing and it's such an incredible uh, service that you provide. And I just want people to know that I wish it was as easy as a cell phone call. It's more like Charlie <laughs> Brown, you know, when the phone would ring and you're wah, 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 like, that's more of what it's like for us. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, so it's you not know? all clear all the time. You really have to no, work to get clear. the message. I wish it was clear. It's really not. A friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, who's an amazing medium, Cindy Keza, uh, a very dear friend of mine, she always says it's like playing charades, Pictionary, and telephone all at the same time. Wow, really? Because you're processing visual images, some other sensory images, kind of audible images, intuitive feelings all at the same time. All at the same time. Wow, I never, all- I've never heard that before, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what we have to do is we have to grasp onto whatever we can and deliver that. Because especially today's day and age, you know, there's people out there that say, oh, well, you could have just, you know, gone on Google and checked it up. You know, where you could have done this and that minimizes the work that we do and it takes away from our passion. So now we have to talk to the spirit world and say, listen, I need you to deliver information that's not basic. You know, don't tell me that somebody has your wallet. Tell me what it's made out of. Tell me where it is. Is it in the dresser drawer? What's inside of it? Like those are the things that we need now because I want my people to know that I'm talking to their loved ones. 
right that there's no ambiguousness there's no gray area it's yeah, so there's specific. no grandma with her apron in the kitchen cooking <laughs> you know you know like that sounds terrible i'm sure there's grandma but i want to know what she's cooking i want to know what kind of pot she's using i want to know what spices she's using that's the difference wow yeah well that's incredible i've never actually heard any medium ever and i've listened to a lot and i've read a lot uh, but I've never heard anyone describe it that way. That's really interesting that you really, so it takes a lot of talent and energy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of work, not an easy job. Okay. Well, let's move on to your uh, next prediction that you had for last year. You said at the time that Joe Biden would be president, that there were some efforts uh, towards the end of the election. Uh, when we talked uh, that were impeding the uh, conclusion of the presidential election. It was still up in the air at the time, but you said Biden would be president. So you did get that right. You know, I don't do politics. I don't pick a side, but you did get that correctly. Um, and, but what you said was for how long you weren't sure because of his health issues uh, and other issues, you felt like he may not be in office for his full term. Do you still feel that way? I do. I do. And I remember what's funny is I remember saying that. And I have to be honest, if I remember correctly, I think that at the time of stating that I didn't even think that he would make his full year. Correct. But obviously, obviously he, he did, yeah. you know, or he will knock on wood. Don't want to change anything overnight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But I do feel like, you know, we're going to see, not that we see much of him now, but we're going to see less and less of him and it's going to go back to, and I don't think, like, I think people use dementia and Alzheimer's and a lot of stuff isn't, I, I don't feel it's that. I actually feel, and I'm not putting it out there to happen, but what I'm receiving is I feel around the heart area, around the circulatory area um, system. So that's what I'm feeling. It's something with the heart and the circulation, there's something going on. Huh. So he could have a heart attack. There could be some cardiovascular situation that causes him to leave office. So then do you see Kamala Harris then being the president? I do. And I, I hope I'm wrong with this. I do. But I see her being, and I hate using this word, but I see her being a disappointment for us. So I see us, wow, oh my gosh, we have a female, we have a woman, we have a woman of power, and then just a real disappointment, not stepping up into what, not being the greatest that she could be. Oh, wow. So it would be tragic then for our president to uh, have to leave office because of a health issue, and then the excitement of a new president that would be the first female president, and of course, a person of color, and then she turns out to be, as a human, a complete disappointment. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Oh my gosh, it's so horrible the way that sounds. But, but I just, I feel like when I, when I tap into it, when I feel it, I just feel this like, um, to, to explain how I receive it, I feel like this weight pulling down on me. Yeah. So it's not like this relief or this feeling of just, oh yes, you know, this feels great. It's more of a weight being pulled down, which tells me that, that many people in the States, in the world are going to be disappointed by her lack of success well she's a human being just like anybody else fallible and corruptible and also could just not care about her position there's all these different scenarios just because she's in a position of power doesn't mean she, that she's a perfect person as we know right yes yes <laughs> so uh you know that's what we see on the horizon there but here's another cool prediction this is a big one because if everyone would have listened to natalie 
And maybe some listeners did. And you're very lucky. But if you would have listened to Natalie and purchased Ethereum, the cryptocurrency, you would have at uh, today's prices, not quadrupled, but five times, five X your money. So when we talked, uh, I asked Natalie to get a feeling about a cryptocurrency that might be uh, one to keep an eye on. That could be a hot one. And she chose Ethereum, which at the time of airing was $659.19. Today it is $4,027.26. So, man, did you call that one? <laughs> I wish I could do that again. <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. I feel like you should. I mean, uh, we had a guest on who is the president of the Portland Psychic School. They do a, probably a similar program uh, to the Lisa Williams program or, or something similar in, in that sense. And he felt like it was okay to use your gifts for financial gain, for personal gain, to get better uh, gambling odds or however uh, that would help. How do you feel about that? No, I, well, you have to ask yourself, what is your intention? So my intention is that when I bring in more money or when I bring in finances, because there's, money is not dirty. People get of like, you know, how could you have this gift and, and ask for money? If it's a, really a gift, you should do it for free. No, <laughs> I still have to pay my bills. Right. So what I always say is the money that I bring in, if it allows me to care for my children, my fur babies and my physical babies, my human babies, to care for my children, to pay my bills and to give back. You know, after I have everything and I get to enjoy life, I also want to give. So it's like, what is your intention behind that? Why do you want to do this? Where is it coming from? There's nothing wrong with us tapping in and saying, where should we put our money? Right. You know, if we're doing it for the right reasons, because money is like, everybody's so scared to like, oh my gosh, you know, I want more money. I'm not scared of that. I want more money. Yeah, we did actually (laughs) talk about that the last time you were on. And essentially it's okay to say you love money. The problem is it's the lust for money. It's the greed that creates the evil, the negative energy, the manipulation and all the different exploitation that happens. It's greed. It's not money. Think of all the good that you could do with money. If you had a significant amount of money right now at your disposable at your disposal, think of the good things that you would do because you're a good person listeners out there. And I'm sure Natalie as well, like we would do incredible things. And, and that's why money is just neutral. It's just neutral. It takes on the energy of the person using it. 100%. And that's what we need to remember. We have to stop with the money is evil, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. Well, you definitely called Ethereum. So I would say, you know, look within and uh, go on Coinbase and uh, perhaps make some purchases because <laughs> yeah. I think you, you've, you're definitely onto something there. Um, and I don't know if I said this last year, but I think the other important thing to do with with um, like Coinbase and all that stuff is is not take a large sum of money and dump it in and just leave it. It's more of like a weekly or a monthly yes deposit yeah. that you should do. That's yes. what people need to understand. Yeah, and it's very easy to do. You can set up reoccurring transactions on uh, Coinbase. $100, $50. You can buy $50 worth of one coin, $50 worth of Bitcoin. You know, people yeah. think that you have to spend 
uh, I think it's around $48,000 coin right now that you have to spend that much to get a Bitcoin. It's not like that. You can get percentages of a coin and, and it's still going to go up in value based on how the coin goes up uh, mathematically. So it's okay to put that 300 in a month. If it's okay, whatever you can afford that you're not like noticing where it's not like hurting you, like just put that in because it's going to come back five, 10 fold. Yep. And leave it alone. Don't touch it. Yes. If you have little children, put it in for your kid's college education because you're going to see all of a sudden, just leave it alone and forget about it. Let it grow. Right. And uh, they call that in the cryptocurrency world hodling, which is H-O-D-L. It started as a mistyping of the word hold, but it became a trend. It's now what they do if you for a person that buys cryptocurrency and then stores it in hopes of it going up in the future, regardless of the waves of up and down, they call that hodling. <laughs> I you, learned you, something new. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crypto world's funny. I've been involved with it uh, pretty much since it started around 2011. But I do want to talk about one more thing. And this is something that you were feeling that didn't necessarily happen in the way that maybe you found, or maybe you were feeling in a different way. But what you said is that there would be a change in leadership in North Korea. Uh, and maybe there was some sort of uh, regime change there that hasn't happened yet, but are you still feeling that then from North Korea? <clears throat> Let me just see if I'm still feeling that, you know, I do still feel that, I feel like there's something very secretive that actually is being discussed and, and talked about now that doesn't feel good to me. Let me say that. So I think there is going to be a shift and a change. I don't know if it's going to be 2022 or 2023. Okay. But it is coming. There's something I coming with North Korea. Coming. Well, yeah. there has been talks about uh, the current leader passing away. His sister is uh, ready to take over. She's been making a lot of public appearances, which is usually an indicator that either a leader is stepping down or a leader is dying in uh, North Korea. So that, that has been happening. So maybe that's what you're feeling. It could be, it could be. And I just have to say that she doesn't feel good. Oh, you should see the pictures of her. My God. It looks, oh, she really? looks I mean, evil. You, like, if you looked in the picture at like a dictionary of the word evil, you would see this girl. <laughs> I mean, she's beautiful, but she looks evil. Just, just and, seething. And that's the way like, it doesn't feel good at all. It doesn't. Yeah. Wow. I mean, do you feel like as a, a medium, you deal with deceased pets, deceased loved ones. Do you feel that there's other entities out there uh, angels, demonic entities that could influence, uh, psychic people or just people that are unaware, like just, uh, people that are unaware of their gifts. Uh, 100%. I could only speak of my experiences. So if anybody's listening, I just want them to know that like, I only speak of what I've experienced. Okay. So when I say that next year, when I see you, I might've experienced something different. Go, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. You know, I always share that, um, angels, 100% I believe I've seen, I've experienced, I've worked, I've asked, I've done a lot with angels. I 100% believe in angels. And the thing that's different is that they were never of human form. So an angel was never of human form. So we're not going to die and become an angel. <laughs> we're not that lucky, you know, 
Um, <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, demonic. There is out there. And I always give the example. You can't have a front without a back. Okay. You can't have an up without a down. So how can we have good without evil? It's just something that goes together, which sounds terrible. But um, what I do find is that when you deal with or when you cope with something that is demonic, which I have to say, demonic is different than evil. Evil is like the whole big, you know, umbrella of it. But demonic is one part. Um, I really feel you are dealing with with two types of people, ones whose souls are not ignited, absolutely not ignited. And two is people who either have some sort of um, addiction, you know, substance abuse, something where their energy is very, very down and very dark and very dangerous so that they're easily attached on, you know, so the, so that's, that's where I see that, um, you know, and, and you could go into, you know, different people, you know, different types where they, where they connected with the demonic. You know, I, I find that a lot of people are actually, um, their souls are not ignited. And you could see that when you look at a picture of a beautiful woman, yeah, you could see the evilness inside their eyes. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So these people, they have these afflictions, uh, usually based in addiction and things that are really negative, And that opens them up because their frequency is so low. It opens them up to be possessed in a way by these lower entities. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But do you believe uh, any of the religious uh, texts about how some of these demons may be angels uh, that kind of took a different path or like fallen angels, like fallen angels. Yes. Like light beings, I, but in a darker way. Right. I personally have not seen that or experienced okay. that or, or met that. Um, and no, I don't believe that. And there's a reason why humans work through fear. Religion works through fear. Right. If I don't put fear in you, you're not going to follow my laws and my rules. Right. You know, I'm not going to get into religion, but for me, it doesn't work because I know my God is not going to say, I don't love you because you're gay. Right. You know, my God oh, is not going to say, I, I don't love you because your skin is a little darker shade than his skin. I know. You know, like it just, it, that's not the way my God is. You know, no. that's not the way my or spirit or whatever it is you want to call. Right. So I just find religion is really based on fear. And control. I mean, my divine experience is infinite love. I just want to say infinite love, right? Like love yeah. for all things, all people. And that's really where it ends for me. Religion seems to be people trying to describe something that's indescribable. Yeah. And they're trying to get control. Yes, definitely. You know, yeah. They're trying to control you. Give, you know, God will love you if you give him 10% of your salary. <laughs> God might love me, but you know, the IRS is going to come after me when I can't pay my taxes because I don't have enough money because I've given it to, you know, whatever. Right. You know? And they just want that power that they get from the money and the control. And it's just been passed down. You know, hopefully we get past that. Do you see a future of humanity where we get past these organized religions and kind of unite uh, in a, in a deeper way? That's a great question. That's such a great question. I don't think we're going to get past it. I think that there's going to be other opportunities for us to have other religions. And I don't like using the word religion, but other belief systems where we're more accepting of differences and changes and where we look back at what certain religions, I could speak mostly of Catholic religion because that's how I was really raised. So it's really the religion I know. Um, but go back and say, you know what? Um, 
Jesus was a medium. Right. You know, so why do Catholics not believe in mediums and think that they're evil? You know, well, you know what? Let's take that and let's move away. Let's create our own church where we can still have our Jesus if we want, but allow him to be who he was. And I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's okay. And not limit him to what we need to make him to be. Yeah. And I seem, it seems like that's a, a big part of where we're going. I think as humans, like we really are in adapting to that Christ consciousness, you could say, and, yes. and realizing that that's in everyone and in everything. I, I, I think we can unite together. We're, we do have a, a bright destiny, a definitely a bright future, but I do want to talk to you about 2022. <laughs> yes, what yes. the heck is happening in 2022? Let, I guess <laughs> let's start with uh COVID. Well, where are we at? Or is it finally going to taper off? 2022 are there more strains coming is it going to get worse is it going to get better what are you feeling you know i don't think we're i don't think covid is going to go back to what we experienced in march of 2020 and the the following months you know i don't feel that what i feel is covid is going to end up being like like a flu for a couple of years, you know how like the flu pops up. Speaking of the flu, I, you know, I enjoyed it this year. And so I think it's what it's going to be like, you know, like it's going to taper off. I do feel, and, and I hate to say this. I do feel there's going to be two more strains. <sighs> I do feel that. I know, I know. I don't like saying that. Well, because you know? you're right. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel that each strain that we do have does become weaker and weaker. I okay. want to say that. Good. So I do want to stress that each strain is going to be weaker and weaker. But where my worry is, is that people who I don't want people to feel oh, I had COVID already, so I can't get it again. So I want us to really cater to our bodies and care for our bodies and nourish our bodies because COVID is we're not realizing the effects that it's taking on us. And, and we can, and I feel like we can get these other strains. We're not immune to it. I think that's really the biggest message that has to be out there. That even though it's weaker, we're not immune. We have to take care of our bodies. So still maintain the same level of optimal health, exercise, eat right, do everything you can to boost your immunity, even if you've already had it. Even if you've already had it, I still want you to go in and doing that. I still want you to try and eat the right way and try to just be aware. And we don't have to change our entire lives, but just be conscious of if I can make a better choice in this moment, what can I add to my life that's beneficial? Don't worry about what do I have to get rid of or take away. Don't throw away the chocolate. I can't live without chocolate. <laughs> You know, but if you can add making sure that you take a vitamin or that you make, you know, a fruit smoothie in the morning, that's healthy, add that, you, you know, I think that's really the important part of it. So you see two more strains coming, not as powerful, but still there. What about people's reactions with the laws? Do you, do you see things becoming more draconian where are there going to be more situations where they try to instill control to try to contain this? Or are they just going to? still keep things as a status quo. You know, what's what's really weird is that when I see, and it's just a representation. So it's not literal when they show me this. Sure. When I see the, it's sure they show me the map of the United States and they show me like one half of the United States, just following the rules and listening to them and getting their vaccine and wearing their masks and doing everything they're told to do, whether they believe it's right or not. And then I see the other half of the United States saying, no, enough is enough. 
So I feel like we're still going to be a community of being split. Wow. Do you think we'll ever be two countries? Will we just decide to separate in that way? No. Okay. No, no. But I do see a lot of people higher up. Oh my gosh. I'm going to probably regret saying this higher up losing their jobs for not wanting to follow the rules because not because they don't want to follow the rules, but it's more of an egotistical thing. Oh, look at what I did. And then there's going to be a handful that are going to turn around and need their jobs back and change their minds because they did it for the wrong reasons. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry, that's my dog complaining. In the oh, well, you are, you are an animal <laughs> communicator. So, you know, uh, what's your dog's name? This is Piper. Piper, uh, welcome to Midnight on Earth, 110 <laughs> countries. Uh, thank you for being a co-guest with Natalie. Appreciate you. So politics, I don't like... I don't like politics that much personally. You know, it's like a really bad soap opera with terrible writers. Uh, but uh, yes. politics are a part of our lives, especially in America here. You know, we deal with it a lot. It's a big part of American culture. So what do you see in the political realm? I know you talked about Biden, potentially Kamala Harris taking over, but do you see any other big political changes, big political shifts happening in the upcoming year? I don't see any political people like major changes occurring. Okay. But I do, they're showing me something about laws. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not getting the details, but there's something about, actually, they might look back at our constitutional rights and they might start discussing, like arguing what it exactly means. What are our constitutional rights? I see them looking back at that. Do you think they might try to alter the constitution, perhaps remove amendments or add amendments? I think that they're going to try to, to alter amendments. Um, but I don't think it's going to work. I have to say that. Let me just say that. I don't think it's going to work, but I think somebody's going to try to stir the pot and say, this was made so many years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. We need to make changes for today, but they're going to be wrong in what they're going to try to do. Because it have, has some negative intention, some other intention. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of it being protecting our rights, it's more of like a control thing to try to control what we can and can't do. So the intention is not right. So they're going to try to amend some amendments. Oh, my God. Well, that's going to be I'm wrong on that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? You know, well, it's coming from wherever it's coming from, and you've been so, <laughs> so accurate in the past. And I just want to say thank you again for being so generous with your time and energy. It's it's really the most valuable thing. So I just want to say how uh, thankful we are that you're here. Oh no, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do this. Yeah, well, people do get to hear you. 110 countries. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> big spread. So uh, I guess let's talk about extraterrestrial life you did say in the last episode that you were on that you did believe in extraterrestrial life you believe it's out there um but there wasn't any big changes coming as far as disclosure there really hasn't been but there has been an uptick in just general discourse people talking about it people being accepting of it uh President Barack Obama uh, went on a late night TV show, which we covered on one of our episodes and, and talked about the legitimacy of some of the uh, videos that have been released recently showing these UFOs. How do you feel 
about the upcoming year in relation to extraterrestrial life and disclosure in that realm? I don't think the government's going to disclose anything. I really don't. Right. I don't think that I don't think that we're ready for it. I don't think that they're ready to admit to certain things. I think that they definitely know a lot more than what they're putting out there. Um, and I do absolutely believe that there are extraterrestrials out there. I do believe that there are. I don't believe that it's like men in black. You know, like I don't think it's like that, you know, you have to say that, but I do believe that there's out there, but I believe that they're more keeping their distance from us right now and studying us from a distance. So I think that they're coming in to see our environment, to see how we are, to see, because, you know, humans think that we're the most important thing in this entire world. We're really not. They're not just coming here just to study humans. They're coming here to study life. They're coming here to study the planet. They're coming here to study everything. You know, it's not just us. They don't really like we're not number one, you know, even though in our eyes we are. Sure. You know, so I feel like there's so much that they want to do, but they don't want to interfere. You know, the kind of this is messed up what I'm going to say, too. We are or we are completely destroying ourselves. They they don't need to interfere right now. They're kind of sitting back and looking and going, wow, look at these people and look at what they're doing. You know, and I think it's more of them understanding for their own species or their own, you know, type for them to learn more about themselves. And I think that's a really interesting point that honestly, nobody ever really talks about is the fact that they're studying everything, you know, the the, the ocean life, the plant life, uh, Mm -hmm. the geology, every aspect of the earth experience, you would say they're studying. It's so funny that you point that out because we do often feel like we're the only thing we're studying. It's like, what's all that other stuff? Wow, the aliens, what they only want to see us. We're the only cool cool thing on this planet. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's a really interesting point. But do you ever see us as humans integrating with our galactic family? Are we going to get to the point where we can uh, share ourselves, our human experience with the rest of the galaxy and potentially universe? I don't see that in our lifetime. Right. But somewhere far off in the distance? You know, there's only so far that they show me. So what I can see is a big no. Okay. It's a big no. And I think it's also because us as humans still have so much evolving to do. We're not ready for that. We have so much to do. It's like we just, you know, the tip of the iceberg is what we've done so far. Yeah, uh, uh, the Defense Department did uh, say yesterday that they're committing a certain amount of money out of the new budget in the defense department to study ufos so they're studying them but like you said we're just not there in our development energetically spiritually how we perceive the plant world the animal world i mean we still kind of subjugate animals we don't absolutely we still don't see them as our equals yet and and can i just say that just because the government says that they're using that money to study ufos doesn't mean that they're using that money to study ufos <laughs> yeah. just want to put that out there yeah. and as a psychic <laughs> and medium you would know yeah because that's a big no i'm getting that might be what they're saying but they're really studying a lot of other stuff wow you know some people say part of our space program is going into other dimensions with psychedelic drugs and interacting with some of the beings that are in those places do you get any information about that? Let me tell you, I'll take us either in a smaller step. When it comes to psychedelics, I think that we're really missing the mark big time because psychedelics can really open up so much for us, even just to look and learn within ourselves. 
And I think we're missing so much, of course, under watch, under care, under everything being like not, I don't want anybody to go out and grow magic mushrooms and take them. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't do that. Sure. But psychedelics can, what it does is it just opens up and blocks our brain from getting in our way and lets us to ex experience different realms and just here on earth and what's here and just connect within ourselves. And there's just so much more out there. You know, they've done studies, psychedelics actually help people with PTSD right. so much more than their prescription drugs. Right. Because it's it takes you, medicine. yes, it takes you back to that original self, that, that yes. pure spirit. And then you can look yes. at things from an outside perspective and go, oh my God, I'm messing up over here. I'm doing really <laughs> good over here. And you can really look at things uh, objectively. Yes. And you could say, okay, you know, this is a trauma that I have and I remember it and I could see it, but what do I have to do to release it? You know, and then you, you, you know, you could study that and you could look at that and you can work on that because that's not what we do. All the medicines and all the prescriptions that we give covers up the pain and the trauma. Right. It numbs it. It doesn't fix it. Right. So psychedelics just open us up. I mean, it just opens up so much, including well, the spirit realm and, and all the other realms that are out there. Well, there is a big push here. We just uh, legalized uh, medicinal mushrooms here in Oregon. There's going to be uh, mushroom trip centers uh, fairly soon within the next couple of years. And of course, the big uptick in ayahuasca and mm -hmm. all the treatment centers there. It, it seems like we're embracing it more than ever. And we need to, it seems like. We need to, we're embracing it, but I'm going to say my prediction is yes. that the medical community and the pharmaceutical community is going to put a big stop to that. Oh my because God. I feel, I feel that we're going to find cures to cancer, cures to PTSD, cures to other mental health issues. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that we have and that we know that has to do with the psychedelics and the plant medicine that's going to kill the pharmaceuticals. Wow. Yes. That's what we want though. Right. That's like, what we want. And because that's that stuff is poison. Some of it has a purpose, but some of it is poison and we need to replace the poison with these plant medicines. Yes, we do. But the government doesn't want that. <laughs> no, because there is a consciousness shift that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And just like religion, any governmental system wants to keep their uh, masses subjugated in such a way that they don't have personal power. Exactly. So they can't can overthrow you imagine them. how much power we would have, how much power we could have if we can just treat mental health, especially today. We need it. Yeah. We need it. There's so many mental health issues going on, rightfully so, because of the environment. I, I bet you that COVID would disappear if we could just work with psychedelics because our energetic output will shift everything in our environments that will take care of that strain, those strains. Right. Like we co-create a healthy world with our minds. Yes. So we yes. really project that out. We dial into that uh, in ourself and then we project that out. We would make that. I think that that's what we do as humans. We're co-creating this reality with our beliefs, our understanding, our minds. Mm -hmm. And if we can just shift that into a more loving, more harmonious situation, we could take care of any situation that's negative. We definitely, absolutely. There, there's, um, oh no, of course I forgot it. Oh, now I'm going to kick myself. It just left my brain. There's a book of a woman who dying to be me. Okay. 
I might be lying with that. <laughs> I think that's the name of the book. Oh my God, it's terrible. She has cancer where um, she's terminal. And she's literally, they're reading her last rites and the doctors are coming in and saying, you have days to live and all that stuff. And she's, and she literally shifts her mindset and she gets cured. Her body gets cured of cancer that was running rampant throughout. She shifted her consciousness, not saying anyone who has cancer or anything like that, not to listen to their doctors. I'm not saying that. Sure. But what I'm saying is that we have the ability to heal ourselves and heal our environment and change the world if we work together. Yes. And we're really trying to get to that. That's the purpose of what we do, that what you do with your mediumship, what I do with my podcast. And there's so many others, thousands and thousands of others like us that are out there trying to make this united world that we want to be together. I think intuitively humanity does want to coexist in a very loving copacetic way. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And those that are listening, we're still going to feel anger and we're still going to feel fear and we're still going to have battles and war but it doesn't have to be to the extremes that it is now right you know like we will be able to notice and go wait a minute that doesn't feel right that's not right let's shift it again you know so it's like it's like you you see it and you notice you go whoop wait a minute that's not what we want and let's shift back to what we need see well you know one thing i do want to ask you about and this is something that's very big right now is the metaverse and Facebook's new virtual reality situation. And it's essentially another world. It's just starting now, but it's a fully immersive three-dimensional world that you can go into. You can buy property. You can own digital property. Where is this going? Do you feel like as we love our phones, as we probably use our phones more than we should, do you think average the average human will sink into this metaverse? Will we start to collectively go into this virtual reality? It's going to be split again. And I'm going to say it's going to be split age-wise. I really worry about the 30-year-olds and younger because it's like we're going to lose our sense of reality and they're going to need to be pulled back in. I don't think this is a good idea. I think that people are going to jump into it. I think people are going to be rah, rah, rah. And then all of a sudden realize, wait a minute, this isn't right. And Facebook's intention and their intention is not right for this either. No, they're doing it to almost trap energy. It seems like. Yes. Yes. Trap everyone in like a bubble. Yeah. You know, in like, in, you know, it reminds you of that terrible movie. I think it was called Biodome and it was with, um, Pauly Shore. David Baldwin. Yes. Pauly Shore. Yes. yes. I yes. saw that one. Yes. A hilarious oh movie. Well, guess what? They were probably the two people who ever saw it. <laughs> <laughs> there was probably but, a third one somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it reminds me of that, of being trapped in this environment where it's completely controlled and you're, you're triggered and you're, manipulated and it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, like what would happen to a person if they spent more time in that reality than this reality? That's the problem. Would they, they then don't know which reality is real? Right. That's the problem. And one reality is controlled by the divine and, and love. You know, some people would say God and the other one's controlled by Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're laughing. It's actually really true. <laughs> I'm going to stick yeah, with but the- that's the scary thing. How much control can we give to a small group of people? You know, and what kind of manipulation are they going to do? And what kind of illnesses will come out? What kind, you know, and what kind of false beliefs are going to be created through this? Yeah. What happens when people start to worship AI, right? <laughs> right. And do you see right. AI, artificial intelligence expanding in the next year? Uh, it's farther along than we even realize. It's almost yeah. to the point of being sentient. But what do you think? Does your, uh, is what you're feeling telling you that AI could be dangerous? Is it another life form? What is it? It's another thing that's terrible that's split again, because I see it as being dangerous when it comes to controlling countries and fighting and all that stuff being very, very dangerous in what they're creating and what they're able to manipulate in the world. Um, I really, really, really worry about that. But then the other part is that I see is that in the medical field, there's actually people who can be saved and people who can be cured because of AI, because of the precisiveness of things that they can do right. and identify. So it's both extremes. It really is. So we're going to so have to like, learn with, to live with it, you would say? We're going to have to learn the hard way. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Shit. <laughs> We're gonna, I feel like I'm like doing gloom. No, today. no, no, no. You know? You're fine. I mean, it is what it is. It's but it's always growing into something better. You know, even if, and, and I feel like that's what's going to happen is that we're going to realize, oof, wait a minute, this road that we're following is not going to help humanity. It's not. But how can we twist it and change it in order to help it? And then also the medical field is going to pick up, you know, so it's going to be that kind of thing. But it's, they're going to be working together. They're going to be working together. You know, do you see people embracing spirituality more in the next year and becoming more spiritual, developing themselves more? Do you see that as a trend that as is growing? It seems to be growing already, but it could pick up steam next year. No, I think spirituality is definitely headed in the right direction. I really do. I see people becoming more open and understanding and wanting to learn more and being more inquisitive. That's what I like. People are asking more questions. So they're really, truly trying to understand things. So it's not just, let me just jump in and you know start playing with tarot cards and figuring things out. It's more of an understanding to help themselves develop. So it's not to push it out more to other people with, within. And I think that's where that really feels good to me because that's where we're really going to see a shift in people bettering themselves, which becomes contagious and makes other people want to better themselves. Right. You know, and that's what we want. We want that exponential, you know, change to happen. So they need to get that experience. They have to have it be a personal experience. I think that yes. if it's not a yes. personal experience, it, it almost seems artificial. So as people do that, you're saying it's going to spread. Their frequency is going to change. It's going to infect the next person. Their frequency is going to shift. And, and hopefully that it spreads even more. Yeah, because it's like resonance, you know, when we have the same frequency, we're going to react to others and others are going to react to us. So if we're vibrating at a higher frequency, we're going to attract others in the higher frequency. And those that are a little bit lower are going to say, wait a minute, why do I see things differently? Why are you different? And they're going to be curious and they're going to want to raise their frequency. Right. It's going to become contagious. Yes. And that's really what we want. That is what we want to get to the world of love. But there is so many atrocities in the world. You know, there's a lot going on with human trafficking, the Epstein situation. 
uh, people yes. in both political parties coming out as being a part of that. Do you mm -hmm. see these people finally getting exposed? Can they finally pay for their crimes against children and humanity? Do you see that coming? I do not see them paying for their crimes. I, I am so sorry to say that. And trust me, I am the first one that really wants to Ugh. see that. You know, I really do. And I just, it being a school teacher and seeing trafficking occur or attempted trafficking occur within families of minimal period people. And I hate to use the word minimal, but people who are working day-to-day -day jobs that are willing to sell their children Oh my God! that I've seen um, these people of power still have too much power and they manipulate everything, you know? Um, but, but on a positive note, I do feel like we are going to be more aware and not so blinded and ignoring what's going on. So I think it's raised our, our awareness of what's happening so out we, there so we may be able to stop it in time it's just as the awareness grows but it's just these initial demon people may get away with their crime for this lifetime of course they're going to pay for it in the next lifetime or in the other dimension I don't, i'm not sure how that works but i do believe in karma so these people will pay for that at some point maybe they, not. they will but if, if you sit and talk with them now they'll look at you like no i won't right because they control because everything they're, right, because they control everything and they're coming from a place of a soul that's not ignited. Again, I keep going back to that. When you look at Jeffrey Epstein, you could see his soul is not ignited. Right. His ego is ignited. His soul is not. Yeah, he looks hollow. He does not feel. He looks hollow. He does not feel. He does not care. He's entitled. There's a difference, you, you know, and, and he knows what he did was wrong, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Oh. Now, I've never tried to connect with him on the other side because I wouldn't want to feel what it feels like to feel him. I really wouldn't. But I do have to say, just so the listeners are aware, that I do feel that when they go to the other side, everything, if I could explain it this way, everything is stripped from you, meaning like pain and fear and excitement and all that is stripped from you. But then you have a life review where you see things from a different set of eyes. So he has to kind of look at his life review and see the things that he did wrong, but relive it in a way that he can't deny the wrong that he did. Now, the question is, when he's there and he's looking at this, what does he do with it? Does he want to change? Or does he not? Because that's going to be a decision that he gets. Wow. Why? God, that's pretty powerful to think about because he could still then take the dense path, not the path of forgiveness and, and uh, feeling awful about what the person has done. He could still in that dimension say, I don't care. And then 100%. He could say, um, this is what I am. And this then, is what I know. And then would he turn into one of those lower astral entities that may possess an addicted person? He, he could, or he could come back and he could be another human form that soul is not ignited that we're trying to ignite, but still has that evil within him. Oh man. You know, and that's why if we think of it all the way to the Bible, Cain and Abel, you know, if we go all the way back, there's still negativity there. There's still evil there. There's still bad there because if it was really true that we go over to the other side and everybody becomes perfect and fixes themselves and get better, I would hope by now we wouldn't have any more evil. <laughs> right? All right. 
Uh, it's, it, it has cleaned up a little bit, but it's still there. It has, but it's still there. It's still there. And we have to understand where it's coming from. Also, people look at Hitler and say, oh, my God, he was such an evil man. But people don't know that Hitler was conceived through rape. Whoa. When he was conceived, what was what were those cells mutating into? It was hate. And violence. So hate <sighs> is bread. God, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I learned something new today. Well, I love yeah, talking with you. It's it, been such an incredible conversation. You know, I do want to just get one more thing. I know you have a lot to do. You probably are very busy today. I don't want to take up too much of your day because you're being so generous again. But I do want to ask you about cryptocurrency. Again, I have to because you did so good <laughs> last time with Ethereum. What are you feeling about some of these cryptocurrencies in 2022? There's like 2,000 different ones or more. There's so many. Of There's them. so it many. There really is. Um, There's so many. Um, you know, I want to say that I don't feel like there's one specific that we have to throw our money into, like last year with Ethereum. Okay. Like I really got a I, I hit on that. Yeah, you know, you I did. really did. I felt that. I don't feel this now. Okay. What I do feel is, again, is just saying to yourself, let me go through my finances. Okay, I could afford $10 a week to put away and putting that away and forgetting about it, forgetting about it. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Don't do anything. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And I think that's the point that we're at now is just invest in yourself for the future. Right. And that's it. So it doesn't matter. What I would tell people to do is don't look at who's the highest and who's the most and who's the best or what, you know. Just go through it and we go back to that intuition, go back to that feeling. What feels good to you? And choose it on your own because there really is no specific one I would go to. Right. So just put something in because if the ones that you intuitively feel are right, your own personal intuition are going to be the ones that are right for you. And then just put something away, put something away. Because like you said, uh, the last time we talked, you do feel that these cryptocurrencies are going to be the new standard. And how we I deal really with do. I really, really, really do. I really do. And and anybody who's going into the cryptocurrencies, I just want to say it's not a get rich quick scheme. Right. You know, they have to remember that. Just go in and just know and just keep telling yourself, I'm investing in me and my future. Yes. And you know you're putting that away. And and, and it's always there. It doesn't go away. It's always there. It's like an asset. And of course, I got to throw out the yep. disclaimer, we're, we're, we're not professional uh, investment uh, people. We, we, we're not involved in investment firms. This is just our opinions and our perspectives and our intuition. So, you know, follow it as you will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely not professional here when it comes to that. <laughs> well, you know, we do have a little bit more time, but before we go, you know, I want to tell people where to find you because- it's not just predictions that you do. You do mentorship. You mm-hmm. do psychic readings, deceased loved ones, deceased animals. All of that can be found at natalieluciamedium.com. And I'm going to spell it out for you because sometimes we all need that. And that's okay. N-A-T-A-L-I-E-L-U-C-I-A-M-E-D-I um.com natalie lucia medium.com and you'll find everything about her she's there if you're feeling this if you're feeling natalie's energy and you're realizing how authentic she is like i am i'll throw i'm 100 endorse natalie lucia anderson 
you know, I throw the entire midnight on earth uh, endorsement behind her. And, and if you're feeling that as well, you can go to the website and, and get a reading one-on-one with her and the mentorship. And what, what's the, I know it's a four week program. What, what is the mentorship about? So the mentorship is what, you know, everything that I teach and everything I do or thing comes from things that I needed to succeed. I just want to stress that. Okay. So I needed to learn mediumship and develop my psychic and my mediumship. So I received mentors. So when people work with me, I don't have a scripted lesson plan for them. I meet with them and I say, okay, this is where we're going. And this is what you feel you need. And this is how we're going to work at it. I'm not easy to work with. <laughs> I got to stress that I have high expectations. There's homework. You, I believe in you more than you believe in you. Wow. So, so, you know, it's like, you know, you're standing on the edge of the cliff and I'm not going to teach you how to fly. I'm going to push you off. <laughs> and you're going to either fly or you're going to go, oh no, what do I do? And I'm going to say, flap your wings and fly, <laughs> you know, yeah, which just, is really important. So that's what the mentorship's about. It's about setting you free so you can get out of your own way and be the best that you can be. Yeah. So people, if you're hearing this and it's calling you, you know, go to natalieluciamedium.com and, and get into this. It's, it's really amazing. And of course she's got a contribution to a book as well. If you want to read a really cool story, it's in The Last Breath, which is uh, available on Amazon and also on the internet and other places. Thank you so much for being here, by the way. We had another round of predictions. It's been so powerful. It, it, it just feels powerful with you. It's just amazing. But is there anything you, you want to tell people before we go? One last thing to leave people with or one last big prediction or anything in that realm? One last big prediction. Okay. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Ah. So if someone pops into your head today, make that phone call, send that email, send that text message. Just do it. Just do it. Don't hesitate. Because I don't want anyone to miss out on an opportunity. Oh my God. So that's for everyone, people. 110 countries, man, woman, alien light being. You can all apply that information. Human. <laughs> yeah. Human. Exactly. Um, well, Natalie, thank you. Please hold on through the outro music. Everyone, incredible episode. That was so good. And we'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth.